What about the power? No, that'd be awesome. Jake says he's in. Okay. Hello? Word. Word. Oh. Oh. What's up? We can do what? We got to watch our mouths, you know. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Candy's, Candy's already cutting into me. She's already editing me. <laughs> oh. Just don't. I, she said, "Don't tell anybody I, I, that I'm going to cut stuff out because we won't." It be. makes I get it. So, which is more just an instruction for me, nothing for you. Um, but so there I are audio it. problems. Let's try and work through them a bit. Uh, what do I need to do, Candy? Uh, just I'm just on my phone. That sounded great. I am just on my phone. Okay, turned into a little bit of a robot there a minute ago, but uh, you know, now that we're Back in, back out of the simulation. There you go. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm good, man. Just you know, doing, doing the things, doing day to day, working, tattooing, trying to, you know, make everything work in this fucking, you know, paradise life that we're trying to live. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, <laughs> if I look at my Instagram, I got nothing to complain about. Hmm. If I look at everybody's Instagram, it's like they got nothing to complain about. Uh, but let me let me actually before I get into the stupid stuff, let's uh let's welcome Jake Parson from uh, Ink Masters. Jake Parson, what season was it? That was thirteen. Woo! Otherwise known as the unlucky the thirteen. <laughs> yeah, the the season that kind of broke everything. <laughs> this season that never should be. What have you guys have you given it names? Uh recently i was talking to some clients that watched the season and, and i i think it's been dubbed the the covid season just because it was like okay. it aired just before everything shut down and yeah. then it kind of like went down the tube for a second so shouldn't that have helped i mean we all found lion king because of covid was it lion king it should be the lion king season it's just like no lion king was more important <laughs> i mean yeah it probably would have gotten a lot more popular you, you, uh, yeah, I would have thought that the COVID would shut everybody in and they'd be like, oh, good, let's watch this thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, how how out. was how was your experience afterwards, I guess? My experience of, of what? I'm sorry. Your experience after Ink Master, was it, uh, oh, God, I can't go to the, to the mall. Uh, oh, I thought it was great. I mean, I really didn't know what to expect, but the idea mm -hmm. that, you know, there is such a huge fan base of the show that extends so much further than just tattooing was really, really cool. I didn't get stopped a whole lot, but it was a surreal feeling when it did happen because I there is a an instant that I was waiting to go to dinner. So I was waiting outside and uh, this dude just like kind of rolls up on me and he's got kind of like a stern look on his face and he <laughs> and he like real close and he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he goes, are you Jake Parsons? I'm like, you're like, fuck, I'm about to get shot. Yeah, dude, I am. <laughs> like, who, who wants to know? And he goes, I just finished your season. I thought you did great. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I thought I was about to get rolled, man. But right. Was, I love like, it. 
Yeah. So like a little moments like that, but you know, the tattoo uh, community, as far as like conventioning and stuff like that, and people coming, you know, that are experiencing it for the first time when they come to that show and they, they recognize your face. Like it's, it's crazy. Like sometimes it's confusion. Like they're not sure where they know you from, but then other times mm -hmm. they know exactly where they know you from. And it's really cool. Like, I, I thought the experience afterward was super awesome. How was your client list? Did it change and you're doing more soccer moms, more varied tattoos? Or are you still keeping it pretty uh, focused? It, was, um, it didn't like everybody thinks that like, as soon as you go on the show, like your, your clientele is going to go through the roof and yeah. it's necessarily like that, you know, like you got to You got to make it work for you. It's not going to yeah. just happen to you. You got to fucking put some, some work into it to make it, whatever it is that you want it to be. And, you know, some people have done really, really well with that. And then some people kind of like let it, you know, shift to the wayside. And yeah. my clientele specifically, it was, it was cool. I did get people that would get tattooed just because they saw me on TV, but a lot of it was like, Oh shit. It's like, I didn't realize that you were here in town and I just saw the, you know, like the, the TV show and like a lot of it was a weird circle of like, you know, the, like the seven stages of Kevin Bacon, like, Oh, I knew this person that was on the show. I knew this person. Mm -hmm. And like, then it started to become like a little bit of a, a collector list. And I thought that was cool. But um, as as what the, the people were coming to add you to their list of ink master yeah, collectors. Bro. Yeah. 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 Like they'd be like, Oh, I got this from, you know, so-and-so on this season and I got this and I was like, Oh, well that's, that's kind of a cool, you know, way to, to go about it is that now you have a, a list of, of people that, you know, are good and a list of people that, you know, overall, like, you know, m most of us are, are, are good human beings, you know what I mean? So like, it's cool that people kind of can uh, embrace that. Well, most of us are good human beings. Who is, who is not the good human being on, on season 13? Oh, bro. Let's come on now. <laughs> you know, you know, um, as yeah, it's like, no fun unless I make you say the names. Oh, shit. Well, you're going to have to work harder than that, bro. <laughs> right on. So <laughs> you knew who the the um, who the villains were when you went in, but you didn't feel like addressing it, bro. Uh, that's the thing is like the, the people that are the villains, like they know that they're the villains. And a lot of people oh, it's so fucking funny because like. We, you know, like we lived it, like we were there every single day. Like we got to know all these people for who they were. And then we got to know who these people were when the, you know, the cameras and the lights come on. And a lot of fucking people like know that they, it's like, I could be a nice guy, but I have so much more fun being the bad guy. And they're not really like that in real life. And a lot of people are like, oh, I fucking hate so-and-so. Oh, I fucking hate this dude or yeah. that guy. And they're like the sweetest fucking people, man. Anybody that you would name that you're like, because because you're justifying them too. So so like uh, oh, for yeah. for me, Emily Eldegado and uh, Josh Payne, love oh, those two for sure. And <laughs> forever, I am defending them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Fucking Jason Elliott was on my season, and he fucking plays the game so well. Mm -hmm. And I was like just blown away by like how he understood, you know, how to fucking play the game. And when is he watching when, the challenge or something? Is he watching the Kardashians? What's he, what's his 
Did you ask? Fuck if I know, man. Like, who fucking knows, like, where he gets it from? But he must have, you know, sided with, like, the the Disney villains when he was growing up. Like, you know, (laughs) Scarface, bro. Um, He's just, like, just so good at being bad. And then, you know, like. He's like Ric Flair Hulk Hogan. He's like, I'm Ric Flair all day long. Maybe NWO Hogan, but. But, you know, like, when those fucking camera lights go off, like these people are still really awesome. Good people. I'm just like, what? Well, I got to admit, there? like there was for us in my season, there was a disconnect. I think that as seasons progressed, people expected that more and, and understood and dealt like, but between season three and four, there was this kind of contention of sorts for anybody who was there not to be tattooing. You know, if you were there oh. at all, for increasing your client list by your popularity, we were all riding on that. Even though I think, you know, all of us were like, be honest, right. In some ways, there's certain things that we all go in there, like even subconsciously knowing like, like you have the agenda, you know what I mean? It's like, if you don't want to be seen on TV and you don't want to do everything that, you know, certain people complain about. And it's like, well then don't find, you know, like, don't show up. Like, why are you? Don't go to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there was one kid, I guess I won't say his name. I almost want to, maybe I will eventually. Um, you could, you could pull it on me, but, um, it was, he was, uh, I lo- love the kid, but he was uh, romancing a producer and like going down the hallway with her. And he's like, yeah, imagine then me like John Tafferty coming in and being like, you don't know how to tattoo. You're going to get somebody hepatitis. You're going to give them AIDS. You need to stop doing me. And you're like, oh, he's, he's like pitching a show right now. <laughs> You know, did did you catch any of that then too? I mean, that's kind of I what think, we're talking about, right? Well, I I suppose, yeah. I think by the time you know, from when you were on it to when I was on it, you know, um, from you know season three and four to thirteen, like they definitely figured out the formula. And in my opinion, dude, like I'm gonna be fucking pro Ink Master all the way. Like I think an hour long show of just you know good tattoos is boring as fuck you know what i mean so what what we need to do is like make it for the common man that doesn't really understand like why we enjoy it like why we think it'd be exciting just to see really dope tattoos go head to head but let's let's give you know somebody that doesn't understand that something to watch something entertaining now i will say it's like oh was it scripted was it this or that it's like no man it's like Everybody enjoyed my quote unquote character so much just because I understood that the the reality was not my reality. It was just the reality I got to live for those two months. And I fucking played it out. I like loved every second of it because it gave you an opportunity to just to, you know, like you don't have to change who you are, but you get to amplify it a little bit. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, like, when, uh, you know, like we were talking about, like people being good at being bad, then there are just people that are just bad at being fucking anything. You know what I mean? That good? So, <laughs> being bad at being good. And like, like they can definitely get lost in that whole idea. It's like, bro, this isn't fucking real. They call it reality TV because it's anything but. And it's right. like, you just gotta understand, man. It's like, once this is over, you get literally picked up by the claw and like dropped right back in your life again. And it's not going to change anything unless you really royally fuck up. So anytime any of these things, like when I was saying like the formula, it's like they figured out how to, at least on my season, like I felt it was like very genuine and very real. Now, granted, 
you know, there are certain things that they didn't use because we got a little bit crazy with it. And then there's certain things that they probably also amplified themselves because they're like, hey, it's like we heard you say this, but we didn't catch it on film. Like, do you want to say it now? And anytime yeah. somebody comes up to me, I'm like, fuck, yeah, bro. Put me in the room. Let's go. What haven't had head to heads with people, not just uh, not just the confessional then. What's that? Doing head to heads with other contestants, then not just the confessional. Oh, sure, or you yeah. mean put me in the oh, confessional? Dude, it, it was it was all in good fun, but like, yeah, it's definitely like that's where <laughs> where the magic was. It's like that's where I the the fucking show has been. You know, thirteen seasons now. You know, going on fourteen, fifteen, or whatever. Like, it's the formula. Yeah, fingers like, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like I said, I'm gung ho for it all the way. It's like I hope it gets way more success, and I hope they they re format that formula because yeah. obviously by the time i got there it was you know on the verge of of crumbling completely so the fact that they were even bringing it back for a 14 and i really enjoyed it like i thought it was fucking dope um i think they need to stick with uh, i'm gonna give a little critique and i'll ask you to do the same i think they oh, need yeah. a little bit more meat and potatoes they, they give you plenty of frosting and plenty of cupcake but I want more meat and potatoes with it too to feel like I, I'll entertain that dessert all day long. All drama. I love it, right? But secretively, I need to feel as though I got something substantial and walk away from and the dessert just put it over the top. But they're not feeding us the tattoos, in, the, in, in my opinion, in the way that you and I know they form like there is a love that everybody who's ever watched a tattoo go on in front of them. They feel about the progress of it, of it, the start, the middle. And then as they see like the bottom pieces getting finished and they're like, Oh, wow. And then there's that moment, you know, right when the white starts going in and you do your first wipe on the eye or whatever. And they're like, well, that white really, uh, that really does the thing there. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> right? brings it to life. It really does uh does wonders for it. it. Makes it the next. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And that whole process is somewhat missed in their force of just paying attention to the drama. I feel like that was the meat and potatoes they used to give us. And if they just staged those tattoos from stationary cameras, so that they could, when they do their walk-ins or whatever, they could also show a brief progress shot, right? And it would be timed. So that you're like, it's first stage progress. It's middle of the tattoo. It's before the whites and just a brief second. You know what I mean? You might give them other little bits, you know, like, like you're doing right. a strip tease is a, is a girl with the balloons. You know, I seen a girl doing the burlesque. She's doing the damn balloon act. And you're like, that's an awesome act. I've seen it done well. However, she pumped, she pops all the balloons in the front and then she's just wasting her time with the balloons on the side. You're like, no, you're missing. You know what I mean? It's about right, the right. idea of what's behind it. It's about not showing more than it is about show. You know? I think I think that is an excellent, you know, analogy for it. And I do think, you know, essentially when it was a new idea, like that's what it was about. Um, and if we mm -hmm. can get back to that, that I mean, as far as like, you know, tattooers watching the show, maybe we'd start getting a lot more of the, you know, the the bulk of of everyone that we know back on board of of what the show was initially supposed to be, which was a head to head. Who's the better tattooer. Um, right. I, I agree with that. I would, I mean, but I look at it from a, you know, from the stance of like, I know what it takes and I know the application and all that. So I don't know if that's a biased opinion. Um, for, for, yeah, I, well, I think I, even in asking other viewers, just unrelated, 
they've all mentioned that they feel there is less time paid attention to the actual tattoo and that sometimes the critique like they'll give a they'll show a brief second of the tattoo give a critique and they'll they'll think well that didn't match and they'll never see the tattoo again to see it backed up and it's almost like they're trying to cover up their shitty critique or or, you know what i mean so like so that they'll be like, well, that line work was shaking. You're like, I didn't see any shaky line work. Yeah, Can you like let's go back to that? Yeah, and they're like, nah, we don't need to. We just trust the judges. They're 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 judges, you know. Yeah, they're judges. They know what they're talking about. You know, that's why they're in charge. Mm-hmm. I, uh, out of all the people in the world, did the best out of reality television for tattoos. Who is it? Are are you talking like like on on that show particularly or just no in gen- no no just in general because I mean I feel I'll, I'll say who I think it is I think Kat Von D is done the best and I'm not saying it's because of her work and I'm not trying to dog her either when I say that. No, I'm just no. saying timing everything that hit like she got that first wave like a surfer right and Bro, she got she, she hit the tube she ended up spawning other people we didn't know about some people didn't know about Nico her oh, daughter until until her. I would have taken it a step further and, and say like Ami James, you know, like that whole first Miami Inc. is literally, you know, the catalyst for all of this. You yeah, know what I mean? well, definitely <laughs> it's if you were going to take out the vampire head, that's where you'd start, right? Well, yeah. So if you're talking about like like critiquing it or or viewing it in a scenario that really does like the best for the community, it's like that's, you know, that's where I would go with it because that's where even Kat Von D came from. You yeah. know what I mean? And she she did a great job. Like I was a huge fan of of that whole era. Um, you know, like like you said, like she brought a lot of people to light that we wouldn't even have known about. Kim Sai, uh, Hannah Eschenson, um, yeah. to name just a couple, right? Yeah, just a few. But you know, that's what I like. Like I feel like it's full circle that like Ami definitely sparked my interest definitely was a huge inspiration on me you know 20 years ago like i've been tattooing like almost uh, like 18 years now and like i remember like the the thrill of thursday nights like watching the show and then finishing the show and then fucking drawing my ass off all night and then yeah not really knowing why my shit didn't look like that and (laughs) then waiting (laughs) you know waiting and then being like well at least i'm as good as nunez Oh man. Yeah. But you know, like that's the cool thing is like, that's also where Chris, Chris came from and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, and I feel like we've done full circle now. It's like, I mean, kind of started it and, and now he's like on, on the ink master, like, mm-hmm. as his so it's like, it's kind of cool to see that little circle, but I feel like that one definitely brought this whole idea of tattooing to, to light because like what you're talking about, it's like, we actually got to see the start, the middle and the finish. Right. I feel like when when it went to L.A., though, it made a bigger splash. And I think actually having a female, a pretty face female that had an awesome attitude for it, you know what I mean, for stardom and all. And she was already touched in with this kind of celebrity thing. So you can do a certain amount in Miami, you know, but for a lot of people, they worship stars and the stars. There's a few in Miami, but in Hollywood, there's more. You know, so oh. I feel like she had this, even though Ink Master was the, the head, I feel like if anybody's name has carried further than anybody else's from this, it's it's probably Kat Bondi's. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just look at what she's doing now and like all the fucking things that she's done. 
Like she's literally been everywhere and really hasn't left the limelight. Right. But that that particular, you know, uh, you know, uh, LA Inc. Like I feel like that's where, as far as like like TV land goes, like there was a lot more than. <laughs> like they, yeah. they started into like oh so and so said this or so and so yeah i followed too yeah i almost but, i should discount it almost because because that was awesome i love amy nicoletto she's a close to her personal friend like the girl quite a bit but that show when she came in there actually there was beef between her and uh cat von cat you know and Amy's from Jersey and she's like, I ain't taking it. Fuck this bitch. Who the fuck she thinks she is? So she's fucking awesome. And then the producers are like, as she explains to me, I need to get her on the show to actually go into that. Song. But she explains it to me. She's like, no, she was being a cunt, but these producers wanted to stage it. So they go and they find a shop for me to work at, you know, with another guy. that's kind of got some chops just so they can be like, you guys are fighting each other. Oh Yeah. Well, you know, that <laughs> that is why it, that show went fucking everywhere, you know, is because yeah. as, as they, far as like, they tapped into the drama better than the meat and potatoes, oh, that's the it, very man. thing that I'm complaining about. They were, that's, how about that's, and you're like, I love it. I thought it was awesome. I think that's dope. <laughs> Honestly, no, that was when I had quit watching. I was no longer watching at that point. I had, you know, I, I didn't even know when I met Amy Nicoletto, I knew that she had been on the show. But I had no idea that she was um, that there was this animosity or there's this kind of drama between them or that they hyped it up like it was. But that girl is like, she, she'll tell you everything, man. She, she'll tell you, you know, you can ask her what her morning stool was like that day and she's going to get descriptive with you. She's she's awesome. Oh, <laughs> so she was yeah. like, no, they, we, there was problems with the things not to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't want to know the truth. Don't ask Amy, or at least her opinion of it. If you're like, man, right. that might be like, because she'll she's a a lover for it. She's like James Vaughn kind of to me in that sense, you know. Like, oh, there's boy, more yeah. comedy and humor or in in truth. So, like, let's just get down to the truth of it all. Well, and it's easier to swallow too. And you're like, but God damn, it's like I didn't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> and that always easier. Yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, it's bitter. Yeah. Uh, that truth is bitter. Um, sometimes we like it. Ink Master then comes from the drama. Do you have any for me? There's one show in particular again, I'm gonna try and veer towards. I'm curious if you've seen it. Any show um along the line that you regret didn't go further, tattoo related and reality television, tattoo related, that you uh saw it and you're like, Man, I wish that would be what tattooing right. on TV I was. The thing is, is like you're talking about meat and potatoes. You're talking about the shit that you want to see. Like it might yeah. be a biased opinion because we had one. I don't know if you remember it. Well, of course you remember it because like that's what gave us fucking DJ Tambi is like that best ink. Remember that okay. one? Yeah, yeah. That Competition show. Like the rival to Ink Master. Like they're fucking like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it. And I fucking loved it because it literally was an hour of like who has the best tattoo it wasn't it didn't have all the fluff of you know it's like let's go ahead and you know give the entertainment value for whomever is watching in fucking tennessee or or ohio or like you know in the middle of uh, of the map or whatever mm. it was literally about let's get the best tattooers we can find and let's make the best tattoos that we can 
Like, dude, did you ever watch that one? Because like, I did watch uh, one or two seasons. I think I seen when Roman got kicked off to, or, or left. We talked about up. it briefly. Briefly, yeah. he was like, "Dude, this fucker's." He, he got mad about Capo. I don't know if you, you my side of the story from Roman Capo or and him are, are catching up. Um, I'm, I'm calling him Capo. I probably shouldn't. Uh, how can I not think of his fucking name though? Right now, help me out, please. Joe Capabianco. Thank you. Holy shit, dude. Like, what a piece of shit I am not to. At any rate, the legend Joe Capabianco and him are catching up. You know, they know each other. And they're chatting, tattoo this or that, and that and this. And then the cameras start rolling. And he comes over and he's and he completely changes tune. This is according to Roman. He's like, one second, he's like, yeah, I fucking love this, blah, blah, blah. The very next second, the cameras come in and he's like dogging my shit out. He's like, it looks like you're just sending this, you know, like phoning it in and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, what? He said he got up and left. Actually, they had to talk him back to the set. And then he finished the tattoo, but then quit. Well, okay. I mean, maybe that is a situation of like, we didn't read the fine print because what is fucking, you know, Joe, Joe's supposed to do when the cameras turn on? Like, he's right. fucking dead. Yes. Like, yes, not, I get it. <laughs> I, I is like when I, I watched that show, it's like I loved it. And I remember specifically when Roman was on it, because like, I don't know how he fucking did it. And and it, it kind of was like the whole guns blazing mic drop. But like he literally went in there and they're like, these are the rules. And he's like, fuck that. He's like, he yeah. tattooed <laughs> like way past the deadline. He finished his tattoo and he's like, you know what? I don't even fucking want to compete with that i just wanted to tattoo and then he fucking you know elvis has left the building and i was just like holy shit like for one episode it was no longer you know best think it was a fucking roman show and yeah. it was you know love it or hate it it was like epic and amazing and that's kind of what i think you know like that's why it's not around anymore is that it was, it was too focused on uh and that's why I loved it, obviously. The very the thing that he thought Capobianco was going for, they were not able to achieve. Yeah. And somewhat because of antics like that. Yeah. Well, and despite that being a good one for a minute, but then you're like, dude, what about episode two? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, bro, we got we got 16 more of these to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the season that I was on when I get in the fight, but the, they did a good job. Like, I did a good job. I want to give myself a pat on the back. I waited until the eighth episode and I gave them the ability to hype that shit up. <laughs> you know, every week they were like, is it this week? Kyle gets in a fight. Pretty sure. I saw the commercial. Pretty sure it's like this week. Nope. Not again. Another week. I'll, I'll watch again. Damn Roman goes through and fucks up on the first day. Yep. And, uh, <sighs> at any <sighs> rate. Yeah. Well, we got left, but when, I got, uh, epic tattoos. Do you remember this show called, um, I thought it was called Epic Tattoos. Maybe Epic Tats. Uh, okay. Enlighten listen, me. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. Listen to this genius, genius show that you would love to watch. However, we'll never make it any more than a half of a season because, the, well, just listen to the, the, prim, this, the synopsis. Four to six geeky tattoo artists oh, all yeah. working at the same shop they do geeky, nerdy tattoos on geeky, nerdy people, and they go sometimes geeky, nerdy places. Bam. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I fucking I loved it. it. 
I do remember I, that. Did you like? And it didn't. It didn't do good because people are like, "Oh, they don't hate each other." Well, bro, like, why do we fucking watch some of the, the HBO dramas? Like, why? You know, Game of Thrones such a, a huge success because people fucking fight, bro. People kill each other. Like, as a society, yeah. it's not always, you know, the the the, the nice ideas like. We wouldn't do that in real life, but like that's just why. Like it is a great idea. It was a a cool um, you know, like idea for a tattoo show, and it was in the era of like, all right, well now we got one successful show, now we got two, you know, like how are we gonna jump on this train? And like they're throwing anything at the wall, stick, you know, and it just doesn't work like that because at the fucking meat and potatoes, watching somebody tattoo is not entertaining. It is boring as fuck. The only people that really like it are you and me because we yeah. see, we have the vision. You know what I mean? But like all those people that bring their friends and their homies and their entourage to the tattoo shop, it's like, man, you guys are in for a long shitty day because this is not exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, it, wow, my kids will be excited at the tattoo shop. They, I, my kids grew up in a tattoo shop, so everybody like, wow, was that exciting? Like, it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we, we want all we want to ever do is not be around or talk about tattoos we'd be excited to yeah, man. uh that's, that's the craziest thing it's like the only the only people that are really excited about tattoos are the tattooer you know us because we've created <laughs> this idea and the person getting it because they want to see it just as bad as we do yeah. because we made the agreement and then the but, people uh, viewing it are just like yeah that's cool let me show you mine <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to see something? Oh man. Or or let me just tell you about this one. It's way better. Okay, check it. Oh, you got a cool tattoo. Okay, it's cool. Check it out, man. My cousin. Okay. He got this eagle on his back door. It looks like it's fucking it's flying. Okay. Yeah. So, validate my idea, please. Tell me it's cool. I'm never gonna get yeah. it. Validate it. How, how do you like the I mean now we're pretty off track, but that's the name of the show. So awesome. How I, my one of my favorites to hear from anybody is yeah, I, I got a tattoo idea. <laughs> nobody nobody can do it oh, yeah. i would get it done too it's just nobody's good enough yeah have you yeah. heard this uh dude of course <laughs> okay it's my fa i love it so much i just love it so much because it, it shows yeah. a lot about one number one fuck you because i don't know nobody wants to work with you it isn't your idea <laughs> it's you your your idea and you go together and make a catastrophe free maelstrom of fuck like no and then your their idea is usually oh man let me let me tell you one that i was stuck in my head i hope i hope he's not listening actually you know what fuck you dude you screwed up my brakes fuck you <laughs> now i think about it he screwed up my brakes told me they were fixed i ended up driving back from massachusetts they're not anyways this motherfucker wants to get Superman flying out of a manhole cover. Okay. Right. And then over top of the city, because that's possible. Because the city skyline is also in there in a distance. And then in his hand, he has five kryptonite gems. Each of For them each have. Oh, yeah. Each one have a children's name on it. You know where this is going. <laughs> yes. Continue. Continue. And, and, and then, of course, I mean, to me, I think that was almost the end of it. I know there was more to it because there was like different descriptions of the sky, descriptions of the uh, of, of Superman's um, cape because it was battle torn. Uh, and it was made out of an American flag, I believe, as well. Oh, I my God. <laughs> oh, no. 
in there. So like you're like, so is it even Superman at this point? Uh, and 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 then I his hand is big enough to see five names on five kryptonite shards. Oh, well, yeah, that's definitely where you you fucking chimed out. You're like, okay. And All he's right. flying out of the manhole cover. And also over top of the city sky. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's I like didn't... that's a turtle thing, bro. Like you're getting your comic books mixed up. Um it that's how I felt. I think I may have even mentioned. You know what I mean? Cause because I'm a nerd, right? So, like, I ain't right. not knowing about the Teenage Mutant Eastman and Laird's. You know, I was down before it was a cartoon, right? Um, this, uh, so I'm thinking that, and he says, no, 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 because of where I've been. <laughs> okay. okay. So it's actually extremely important. This isn't something that we can just get right out of because he comes from the gutters, okay? Oh man, Superman, Clark, Clark Kent in the the sewers, but Superman in the street. <laughs> yeah. Yes, wow. yes. Uh, and I don't know. One of those, man. I just can't find anybody that's good enough to do it. And you're like, no, you idiot. <laughs> you well, cannot yeah. describe a single image. Like you're like, all this is in motion, right? Like you could animate this. Right, flying out of the manhole cover, fucking close up of just a super S goes past you, and then you pull out a little bit, you see a flopping away manhole cover ringing around, and then flying up over the city skyline. There's Superman. He opens up his palm. We zoom in. What do we see? Five names on these stupid ass fucking kryptonite shards. (laughs) That is, that is probably the best idea I've ever heard. And you know what? I'm going to strive to be the one that is good enough to do that. Um, okay. I've, I've just found my new purpose in life that I, <laughs> I need you to figure out how to. But you realize what you'll do to my dreams as a tattoo artist when you realize and make real the thing that I imagined were impossible. I might as well cut my fingers off. Well, do me bro, a favor. It's not that hard to Don't... blend the background and the foreground into one ground. You know what I mean? Like it's, I... it's, it's all in the composition, bro. Yeah, well, but you're over top of the skyline too, right? So you blend in that. I guess I guess you see the manhole cover in in motion, right? It's flying, flop, flop, flop. Probably got the lines on. I think I don't know what else I would do in a tattoo to put. I think the crucial part of this conversation is that it started. I was tripping mushrooms once. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably should have. Um, five kids uh you know what i tell people i try to get them and i hope they can if they're listening like like you have a voice so feel free to explain your own intention for this tattoo but allow the viewer to have his own interpretation and enjoy letting them explain what they imagine it to mean to you even ask them first and then set it up like oh you fucking idiot it actually means duh you know man like a lot of times it's overlooked but you got to consider and like we're gonna get real for just one second that you know homeboy is like i just haven't found anybody good enough well honestly bro it's like you got to consider like nobody's gonna be able to do that for you because you're not looking at this as a collaboration you know what i mean like tattoos are always a collaboration and that's Mm -hmm. between you and the person you know what i mean it's like you're never ever gonna get it right you're never going to be able to get it the way they see it in their head, but vice right. versa, they're never ever going to be able to explain it to you 
for you to to get it. So they got to be a little bit open-minded being like, you are giving me the keynotes, you are giving me the bullets, but as far as like the actual literature, not going to be the same. Yeah. Home. You're giving me the kryptonite shards, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got the names, but the thing is, all right, wh who are your favorite kids? Those are the ones that we... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna save that forever. That's what I'm gonna use from now on. But which are, you got a lot. Uh, which are your favorites? Let's have. I've had people make decisions similar to that, right? Like there's some that are like, well, these are my stepchildren, so you can put them on a separate leaf. Oh my god! <laughs> right? It feels you're like, oh, yeah. Like you just okay. You know, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Let's leave that leaf out. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I'll get it later. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if you get divorced, you're not gonna keep. Right. So I don't know. There's yeah. so many times being an artist um, with with and being all art is collaboration. Sometimes we're we'll welcome into some things that you're like, I don't know, they enrich my life, but they do give you pause too. just be like, well, that's how that's how that goes. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> take a moment, man. You got to take a moment and be like, oh, all right. So this is how today is going to go. So one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked by anybody going to do a guest spot is what I want to ask you as well. Uh, I was asked, what's the craziest thing that you've ever experienced inside of a tattoo shop? That's the, that's the question of the ages, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can give you a little warm. I mean, I'll give you where I went. It might warm your brain yeah, up. Well, yeah, there's a lot of directions you can go with this. My while tattooing one night, I am with a friend of mine who does my uh, he, lawn. He he comes. I mean, he's a lawn guy, and he just sometimes come and hang out. He's hanging out at the shop that night, and I'm tattooing this girl that works at the Speedway, who's about seven foot tall. I swear, I swear to God, she, and she has the squeakiest like Mike Tyson voice. Like she could be the smallest mouse in a Disney movie, right? And she is the biggest lady and sweet, right? She's uh and and, and funny. Like she's got a um, she used to have a C CB handle and all. I think she did most of her flirting, like not being seen. She's an intimidating girl. Anyways, I'm tattooing her. Uh, my wife ends up having somebody walk in, and they're mostly together, right? <laughs> like, uh, like the girl is with this guy and definitely kind of doting on him, and he definitely has money. And she is not of the same class that you would normally figure that his um, butt button up shirt should be associating with. You know, at one point she pulls her halter top down to show off a tattoo that's on her um, her lapel or her uh, her collarbone. No need, you know, right. pulls it right down, just pulls up the, the boys just like, hey, what's up? Or the girls, I guess. Is it? The girls. Check them out. <laughs> the twins. Uh, and, and so you can see the tattoo up here. Now, I'm not up there for this um but my friend is you know he he was he is so i'm tattooing and he was like telling me the story later she comes up to him as her the guy that she goes in with leaves to go use the bathroom and she says so what you up to or whatever and he's like whoa this girl is completely hitting on me and she's yeah. he's like well you know i'm just chilling she's like oh him don't worry about him he's just money so that's the setup but he is paying for her tattoo she right. then comes downstairs to get tattooed by my wife i should say they went out in the parking lot and when she, when they came back in she especially was different like you cannot get that drunk in that amount of time right like it wasn't alcohol we found out later uh 
to other sources, other tattoo shops that she went to to try and finish the tattoo as it was not finished, um, that it was actually stayed all. She went out and did some this morphine, basically like a, a nasal drip of morphine. She shot in her nose, comes in, goofed out of her fucking mind, just like starts to get tattooed on her thigh keeps spreading her legs this is my wife tattooing she's not all about this shit you know you might have got further with a dude but so she's spreading her legs to try and get the tattoo supposed to go on the outside of her thigh but she keeps spreading her legs open as though she and candy's like eventually listen i've got to put this on the outside of your thigh can you put your knees together gets her knees together at one point starts to do the tattoo the girl's doing the same fucking shit keeps opening her thighs candy's got like hey got to keep your legs because i'm working on the outside of your thighs she's like yeah 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 yeah. candy starts working on it she spreads her thighs again starts rubbing the man in the boat going right at it going like right at it dude like no and fucking with a little "Ah," like to come out and then i'm like whoa what the hell my my friends like he's like can't wait to film me out on the story that went on upstairs the girl that i'm tattooing think she might be into it honestly she's like whoa no. hey, don't stop her and candy's like uh the tattoo's done yeah no nah, we're done we're just we're, and the guy's like so we'll come back tomorrow and you'll finish it up he's like no no she got her money's worth and i'm keeping this <laughs> jesus <laughs> that's how we get the call from another a neighboring tattoo artist that uh, says hey man someone came in with a stencil i won't work on it if you don't want me to we were like, no, you do whatever, but just whatever, man. She was all fucked yeah. up, so make sure she's going to be sober with you. But at any rate, anything? Wow. Does it jog wow. the memory? Bro, when okay. was the last well, time I'm... a girl got her full-on butthole tattooed in your shop? I am very much happy to say that, like, I do not, A, I don't stand for shit like that in the first place, so it's like, <laughs> I am not tattooing anybody's butthole i'm not tattooing anybody's fucking junk so let it let it be known let it out there you know send the pigeons oh back. man you're Don't you're that's at that. least like a 0.5 percent of your clientele base all right you just <laughs> okay. oh yeah okay. your market yeah. share is going okay. down no you so you don't you won't and have never tattooed uh, genitals. Yeah. okay well let's let's put it this way like if if it's going to happen um it, there's going to be a handling fee and mm-hmm. you know you better be coming from that old money to, to oh, because it's going to be high. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm sad to admit that. Actually, I don't know. I love it for humor's sake. But I needed to make it to Florida, and I was in Tennessee. And and I did it for gas money. The handling fee was $100. I still kept that. Uh, we, <laughs> we put a, a star on this guy's penis, on the head of his penis, so he could have a shooting star. Oh, my God. See... See, all right, that comes in the shop and I'll be like, get the fuck out. Like, I do no, that's not the day that you're like, okay, I want to, I don't want you here, but I want to know more. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right? I, bro, my stories are like, like the, the crazy fucking passing out, you know, like I have, I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't sound good, but it's like I have like so many stories of people like just heading out, then I probably so- should. They jump up and start running towards the door thinking they need some air or what? (laughs) They're okay. So this wasn't, I was present for this, but it didn't happen to me, but I got, I got a fucking like front row seat for the whole thing that this, um, this big dude. And it's always the fucking dudes. I don't understand why. Big guys pass out a lot more. I, I personally think they have more 
adrenaline and then more anticipation of our people looking at me like a girl. She can look weak and know that others there are going to try and comfort and help her in general cases. And if a guy is brought up with not so much of a support of, you know, masculinity, any chink in his masculinity, then he's like, are they all watching me? So his anxiety gets so high, he just passes out and does the ultimate bitch thing, which is such a humorous thing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like it, it always happens within like the first fucking five, 10 minutes of them getting tattoos. So that's a, that's a roller coaster for somebody. To be I find on. they usually say the same thing too. They usually say, Oh, that ain't so bad. I mean, if it's their first one and then you're like, Oh shit, now you're about to pass out. Ain't you? Oh man. If, if they tell me that, you know, Oh, that isn't so bad. You're like, Oh fuck. I'm going to take a second. You know what? Let me, you said the keyword. You know what? I'm just going to chill for a second. Let you really settle into that. Concentrate on the pain. Understand it is going to last for another hour and a half at the least. Right. At least. Yeah. Well, that, cause well, after that, I feel like the dump occurs, you know, their adrenaline goes down their fight or flight, but their body is still telling them, Hey, big motherfucker with all this testosterone and, and uh, you know, endorphins that I'm just rushing through your body right now. Why aren't you running away? Yeah. It's like your legs aren't working, bro. So, yeah. uh, so why aren't I guess you punching gonna, this guy? We're, we're going to fucking shut down for a moment and, and like, you know, <laughs> recalculate and like reconvene. Yeah. And we'll come back, in, come back in a minute and make some more decisions. See, these are some of the things that make me a, a, a bit reluctant to just believe in a, in a, a, a you know, a genius God, because that cannot be the proper thing to do in this situation. It's like, oh, okay. Is it like that? Okay. Just going to pass out. What's going to be is going to be. I'm gonna wake up know. with a sore butthole and fucking bro. missing teeth, no kidneys. <laughs> we back in caveman days, you run into a bear, you just play dead. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, I, I don't, I don't see that working at a tattoo shop. But when you play dead with a bear, oftentimes though, you wake up dead as well. Like that, I, I think it no, seems like there's a good dead. chance. <laughs> good chance you also wake up dead. Like you, like you come, come to after like, yo, man, the bear was hurting me so bad that my body was like, Hey, that's too much. And it checked out. And then when I came back too, I was like, Oh good. I'm glad everything's okay. Now. No, I'm sure you're like picking up the pieces. I'm like I would shape. rather pass out again. I'm in better shape than I was before. This worked yeah. out really well for me. <laughs> kind of cracked my neck, just like a chiropractic visit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, um, anyways, I think these big, so big guys in your shop, Oh yeah, you yeah. Say okay. this happens oh. enough. Are they trying to go for the door? I've experienced that. You gotta, you gotta like sit down, motherfucker. Okay, you know? yeah, it's your, it's your typical thing. It's like big dude sitting in the shop getting tattooed <laughs> by a coworker. Like I said, it's like I, I get to see the whole fucking thing. It's raining. It's like one of the the rainiest days, um, in, in the city. And where the shop was located was like the middle of the city. So, you know the 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 gutters and stuff like that aren't so great. There's potholes, stuff like this, mm. like city stuff. So what would happen is like, whenever we get heavy rain, we would have a puddle that forms like right in front of the front door. Very inconvenient. Um, you know, you got to step. Yeah. That's a bad place for it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and fast forward. Big dude, big dude is getting tattooed and you know, it's, it's like the first line or two and you can see that he's looking gone. He's looking Man, white. That's hurting me. Yeah. He's sweating. And uh, a little bit further into it, you know, my homie's like, hey, bro, you all right? And he goes, uh, I, I left something in my car. I got to go to my car real quick. And he goes, what? And it's like, before he could even clean him up, the dude jumps yeah. up, 
and like mm-hmm. it's a long hallway to the front door. He beelines it down the front door and he's obviously headed toward, you know, going outside. But just before he makes it there, like fucking lights out. Okay. Now we have these two swinging doors. They're heavy as fuck. They're like big iron doors. But uh, he is maybe two steps in front of it, fucking head first, opens both doors, and then right into this huge puddle. <laughs> okay. It was, like, it was like he's trying to make the touchdown, but he just didn't have the yeah. football. You know what I mean? Like he's just I like ooh, diving right into it. And uh, I'm one of the people that pass out. Gen- or like I can't fight. Like People would think I'm tight, tough, but I, I could get knocked out so much because I've <laughs> – been passed out some I, like we used to do those elevators as kids where you hyperventilate and you stand up someone pushes on your chest till you pass out until we figured out you could put each other in a sleeper hole and then really put people to sleep and uh and so you know thank thank god for the wwf or whatnot wwe is i guess it is nowadays yeah. we we knocked each other out all the fucking time man so now if i stand up too fast i'll go down oh, you know what i mean yeah, for real. Like if I'm like doing some work on the ground, this happens all the time, like once or twice a week, <laughs> sometimes several times in a day. I will stand up from an area too fast and now I'm tempered. So I know and I'm like, oh, that was too fast. I better sit back down. I will sometimes just see me squat and just sit right back down and get a bucket, you know, get in between my knees, kind of get my elbows braced up. And, and as long as I go back down to that elevation, I'm kind of fine. Something about the change in pressure or the breathing that I must not do the right breathing right before I stand up. The same thing I know happens with these people when they do that adrenaline shot towards the door straight from your chair. Oh, I forgot my Slipknot CD. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Well, yeah. And this homie like ran. So like you were saying earlier, it's like, why aren't your legs working? And he's like, well, they are working. He's like, no, we're (laughs) we're turning off right now. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, the worst time I've ever had that happen. I put a joint out, so I'm holding a cigarette, a joint, a hit in. I'm getting um, out of my friend's car and walking into the gas station. And he says, like, he had to describe the scene to me because I'm passing out, right? I'm like a young guy, not knowing that this is going to occur to me because I've been doing it for weekend fun instead. Like, that's why weed should be available. Give the kids weed. If we had weed, we wouldn't have been passing each other out. Anyways, so... <laughs> I, I'm walking into the fucking store and it starts getting light. The tunnel starts to dim. The edges get in and it's like you're looking at a train suddenly, just one single tunnel, one little dot. And then it just fizzles out. According to my friend, I was walking, trying, and I knew I was trying to maintain, right? I could tell something's going on, but I'm trying to keep my chest out. You know, maybe some girls are looking young guy walking, just walking normal. Then all of a sudden just nosedive right into the cement. And then just like with my hands, and my upper body completely numb, my head turned to the side, drooling on myself and mugging like, Ugh, while my legs are still trying to walk. But like my butt was oh, in the air <laughs> and my knees were just smashing into the cement over and over. It's just like straight up warming it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that trying to look, uh, to not look, you know, weak when I was going in there, like for fear that some girls would be watching. And then to think that I'm just like bashing my knees in the ground and goddamn you people fucking no one helped. I get back. I wake up. You get that tense sensation and you got to start checking yourself. Like, did I pee? Um, no. Oh, man, good. Did I, pee? Thought I, I, probably, I probably wouldn't help you either. I'd be like, what? <laughs> 
My buddy's standing off to the side drinking a Slurpee. You coming too? Oh, good. Good, man. I thought I might have to call somebody. You good? You good? All right, let's go. All right, hop in. Let me tell you how stupid you just looked. <laughs> that, that's perfect. That's a good that's homie right there. That's, that's, a, that's a close uh, homie. Well, yeah, we no longer talk, actually. Well, <laughs> a lot went on. Hey, you left me in the middle of a, uh, well, we used to do shit, you know, dirt. And uh, and one time I w- we were out doing some stupid stuff, thinking that we were getting pop bottles from the get from the uh, golf course. And we did, actually. We got like almost 200 bottles in pop bottles <laughs> the week before because they're 10 cents here in Michigan. Each pop bottle has been 10 cents forever, right? So they were a commodity. And the golf courses would collect them. Most people just throw them in the trash there. The golf courses, the golf course, they'd have a kid to go around. He'd separate the golf. And then he'd keep them and they'd take them back in. Well, they don't take them back in every day. So they sit around for a while. And a lot of times they're not even being watched. And so what we found is we could go to these places and get, you know, 40 to 100 bucks worth of golf uh, of, of pop bottles in one night. However, one week we found the most ever. And also, we found that they had left their cooler open. We stole all the, uh, the kegs, all the stupid, stupid shit, right? And so, we're also dumb kids, young kids, right? So, we think, I don't know, how long you got to wait for this to cool down? Probably a week and a half, right? So, we go back out there a week and a half later, but now there's an alarm system installed, cameras, fucking this thing lights up like the 4th of July as soon as we start touching doors and stuff. And then we're in the middle of winter. And uh, like we just started booking, we had to get to the golf course. We're not going to go drive onto it, right? So we had to do all this with like it was a lot of work. It was, you know, I could have just got a job. To be completely honest, <laughs> could have just been working a job. Um, but yeah, uh, he left me out in the middle of the the cold ass uh, thing. I had to had to try and walk uh, twenty miles home, middle of the winter, no shoes because I, I, dude, I went through a, a river. <laughs> To get to some safety because they were chasing us with dogs and fucking uh, and trucks. Exciting night. Well, you know, then it's not too much of a shock that homie didn't help you up when you passed out. <laughs> you, yeah, well, this is prior. I, I think I should have oh, recognized. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, this oh, is yeah, that makes sense. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this tracks. I'm sure he's doing <laughs> fine now. You're out, but there. yeah, yeah, and I didn't, you know. The ass. Who's the asshole that steals pop bottles from? The, the more I think about it, it's so much karma. Eventually, I got caught up in all that stuff, and I I seriously remember the day when I was like, I'm not going to sell drugs or steal things ever again. I am going to do tattoos, even if they don't pay me money. I'm going to do free tattoos on motherfuckers. And man, I fucked up that whole trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Till I learned how to put a good line on somebody, man, it didn't matter. Like I would work all my, I would put my dick in the dirt so that on the weekend I could buy an autoclave bag, run it through. I bought an autoclave, you know, I, I, I started things kind of right and just did them all wrong at the other point, like still tattooing in the trailer. We all have good intentions. We all know what we should do, but then there comes that point where you're like, I am fucking this up. I am not figuring this out. But my level of tattooing, where I was at, the only people that should be getting tattooed by me were people drunk enough. You know, I would invite them over. We'd use beer caps for ink caps. You know, I'd get them drunk enough. I'd buy beer and then I'd tattoo them when they would. Oh, it's terrible to think. There's so many people that that uh, 
I either owe, you know, to be a sponsor at their AA or NA class or, you know, a cover up at the very least. At the very least, maybe you should fix something, but yeah, you know, like my whole paycheck goes into buying them beer at the end of the week just so I can get them. Aha, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Oh, I guarantee you they're like, man, you see this tat right here? This tat was done by Kyle Dunbar. This is the coolest tat I own. This thing is super rad. Like, I bet they're like, is, is like, man, man, this guy bought me a fucking 30 pack of fucking Bush beer. Bro, he was so <laughs> fucking cool. He was so I cool. can't remember his name. If I were to catch up with this motherfucker, look what he did to me. It's supposed <laughs> to be a Mickey Mouse smoking a joint, banging, banging mini. Bro, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, if it is the worst tattoo and it's that exact scenario, it's always the tattoo that they'll defend the most. They'll be like, bro, I only had to give him like, you know, like a six pack of beer. This yeah. only cost me 20 bucks. And it's like yeah, always the, the shittiest fucking thing. And it's the one that's like. Oh, they'll, they'll enter in the contest. <laughs> I, we, I think we were up there judging. I was judging with Troy and somebody came up with something. And we were just both like, mm, yep, okay, next. And and then she wanted to take the time. Like she wasn't. And she's like, oh, this was done. Uh, in such and such year, and uh, he did it with this needle, and you're like, mm, yeah, 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 so it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's, no, it's really like, good. And you're like, no, no, it's not. It's, it's really old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that baffles me. Baffles me. Was that old? Bad well, yeah, when people, people like defend, like such a bad tattoo, and it's because of like the scenario. It's because of like the experience. It's not at yeah. all that they can recognize that it's a good tattoo. It's just like, oh man, I met this dude on like a, you know, a, a Grateful Dead fucking tour, and he we went behind the fucking Seven Eleven, and and we it, like all this fucking bullshit, and it's just like that still doesn't justify that you have garbage on you. Like, nah, <laughs> I can't believe you would pay that much for a tattoo. I know, I know what's my cousin does them, you know? And I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is, I, I, I remark, I mean, it, it, isn't it just one of those unique things about life though, right? Like we sometimes, our worst traits, we're like, no, I would never change that. That's who I am, you know? Yeah. I'm sure I do it somewhere. I uh, yeah, not. I'm sure there's <laughs> certain things that, that don't make a whole lot of sense, but they do to you. Well, speaking of that, what about armrests? They don't always make so much sense. What do you do in that case? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Oh, yeah? You've got a solution? <laughs> I'm sure you I, I, You know I'm talking about, of course, and I want to give a little promo. This is not the ad section, so nobody needs to skip ahead 30 seconds because we'll be talking about this for 15 minutes, actually. Um, no, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Like you have the awesome product that I, I still use at tattoo conventions that makes life a lot easier. It travels easy. It is a small little armrest that goes on the back of a chair. You don't need a stand for it. It's just a fucking little round armrest. It was a problem that I noticed that we all have. And it is a solution that a lot of times I, I've heard that why didn't I think of this sooner? So <laughs> that's pretty much what it what it came from and spawned from was like a simple a simple need that needed a simple solution and it's been going extremely well. It's the uh the pack rat travel armrest, man. And it's honestly 
you know, it's made my life easier. I've been using, I, I made one for myself like six years ago. So it's definitely, I know it works, but. How long it did it take before you decided to produce these? It was, I mean, convention after convention of people coming by my booth, like tattooers being like, what the fuck is this thing? And they're seeing this, you know, big round padded, you know, uh, tube on the back of the chair and they're like what the hell is that and i was like it's my armrests and they're like there there's no way and i was like well let me show you and just like i did with you i brought them in the the back of the booth and i just sat them in the chair and, and put their arm on it and they're like holy fuck and it's it's it was time and time again for about maybe like a year a year and a half that people are like holy so it's like where do you get it and i was like i made it and they're like oh. <laughs> you're an asshole because yeah, i'm lazy and i'm not gonna it. do that so yeah, it, it was just show after show before I was like, well, shit, like maybe this is bigger than than I think it is. Like it's bigger than myself. So, Have you been able to make it big like that? Like, honestly, the idea, all ideas, right, that lack distribution or the ability to go anywhere, that's as far as they get. So has this been something that you've been able to uh, get the distribution, the understanding of, hey, look at this cool thing. If you are a traveling tattoo artist, and honestly, if you're an artist, and you haven't gone to some shows, I suggest do your local show, but really also go to some neighboring states. Like, yeah, absolutely. Get out. Like you're gonna, it's you're gonna be a better artist for it. I know it's it's a huge part of my development as an artist. I imagine yourself as well. Well, a hundred percent. Like one of the biggest decisions I made was like just you know taking taking it on the road and like just you don't understand if like it's a it's a it's definitely expensive to travel like that but and a lot of people are like well how do you f make money and it's like well you know what sometimes you get paid in other ways and like the fact that you can uh go to these shows and like meet so many people and and have so many discussions and have you know these experiences that they all i i'll, I'll say it, it's like they all pan out in some way and a lot of ways it, it is you know to the success of you that six years from now somebody that you met at a convention you know like now you're doing a guest spot and like now you are getting paid for it it's like it's a it's a crazy weird circle that the the this uh tattoo industry is taken with conventions it's like it's always it's always fun to meet people and it's a, a great way to take your career to the next level and doing so you know like you have to understand like oh i need all this shit that you can't take that you have, you know, the comfort of your uh, tattoo. The worst part about tattooing on the road is the comfort that you lack in your actual process of tattoo. Well, maybe that's not the worst part. The worst part is that you lack comfort in your actual process of tattoo and you're next to the giants you worship. Yeah. Like if they didn't have to see the product or, or there wasn't the ability that they would see the product that you produce, maybe you wouldn't feel as bad about being as uncomfortable, you know, because you're like, uh, it's fucking tough. Well, dude, progress and success is bred from fucking pressure. You know what I mean? Like from stress. Like okay. I, I mean, I don't know how most people do it, but I know I perform the best under fucking pressure and stress. So, okay. You know, I think like, I only perform under pressure and stress. I don't know that I perform best. I probably it's just I'm so lazy. The only <laughs> time that I ever have the actual impetus to do anything is when I was like, oh, oh, it's now. Okay. Well, right on. You know, the, the zombies like, are attacking 
<laughs> that's why you have you you wait to the night before to do your essay then you know like your homework before it's due is... yeah and then it it does good you imagine but like maybe it would have been better if you did start on the day on day one you know yeah but you'll never learn you'll never do that you'll be like i should do this sooner and then you'll still wait for the night before well that relates somewhat to ink masters as well with just the the timer that like scientifically has been proven that if you give people a task to do and more than enough time to do it. Like you can allow them to do the task and say, Hey, you have all the time in the world to do this tattoo. Don't even, or to do this task. Don't even worry about it. And they'll get it done in an average of time. And then you add two minutes to that time and say, okay, now you have eight minutes to do this task that has once taken you six minutes starting now go. They will have a harder time doing the task under the time limit, even though it is ample amount of time for them to do it. Well, yep. Well, that yeah. relates to Higmaster in some kind of fashion, I'm thinking. Uh, how was the feeling for you counting down then, uh, considering that for your tattoos? I never finished one. Yourself? How'd you do? <laughs> um, yeah, bro. It's like the idea that you have to perform at 100 when you don't have, you know, the all the tools and all the... Uh, you know, like, especially time, like to make sure that you were performing at your, your peak is definitely very, very stressful. And they definitely thrive on people breaking under that stress. Like they want yeah. to see somebody not do the, their greatest because they couldn't figure out how to manage their time. And one how thing they kept doing for season after season for my season, when I thought we never had enough time to draw. I heard that you guys, like we had the whole night to draw. And we would just stay up all night and not get any sleep because we're idiots. I understood that you guys had to draw like within one to three hours and then perform the tattoo. Yeah. Like most of the time when it was, you know, the, uh, the objective for the day, um, they bring in the canvases, you get to meet them. And then you kind of discuss like after they did the skull picks and like assigned everybody their tattoos, uh, you got to talk with them for about 30 minutes and like get as much information. And then after that you get two hours, our season, we got two hours to wow. get it down. Wow. So, yeah. There <laughs> that's were, not uh, a lot. That's no, no, not at all. However, you, like you, I was going to say like from, from working in those kind of environments, man, it's like that really fucking honed my skill to a point where it's like nowadays it's like, if I only have two hours, I know I can perform. And it's been really strange. It's like, it has definitely kind of like honed the, the expertise of, of me guessing how long a tattoo is going to take me and then needing, you know, like, especially in a convention setting where sometimes mm -hmm. you don't have a whole lot of time because you got to be done by a certain time that, that night. Like I can confidently say, it's like, if I got two hours, I can fucking bust out literally anything. And it was from that experience of being like, fuck, we only got two hours to do this. Yeah. So it Does was yeah, stressful, but also kind of like a cool little, you know, training seminar of like how to manage your time. Do you end up working later at shows then as a result? You're like, yeah, I can fit that. No, bro. I'm okay. going to be the first one out. I am right probably done by like seven or eight, maybe just before the competition. But I did one time where I shut the show down and it was late at night and I will never do that again. You didn't oh. care for it. What was your experience there? Bro. Okay. So I met 
the shop that uh they all they were just like a rowdy fucking bunch of dudes and they a lot of fun a lot of good times and they all wanted to get you know like a little commemorative like little tattoo like we had had a great weekend but yeah. they were they were banging out bangers like all fucking weekend so like as soon as they'd finish one they would take another one they'd finish one they'd take another one and then i was like well hey you guys said you wanted to get tattooed like when are you planning on doing this and they're like oh when we finish up and then finally like the show is shutting down i'm like twiddling my thumbs i'm like oh this isn't gonna happen and fucking six of them come up and they're like all right we're ready and I'm like do you what <laughs> oh man so i don't know like i don't know how i fucking did it but i think i did like like four tattoos in about a 45 minute span that would normally take me like four hours. Like these were yeah. hour long tattoos. I was like, all right, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I had two setups set up, you know, like while I was tattooing one, um, another one was being set up. So as soon as I finished, like they already, they were all tattooers. So they all had their stencils on. So I was yeah. just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like that was the craziest shit. And they're taking the grapes down. They're taking all the convention banners down. They got all around you. Okay. Drive. I'm literally the last person. And they got like, you know, trucks in there and like all the music is gone. It was such a weird, <laughs> weird scenario. And I'm just like, I've, I've been there. I've, have you seen the, I mean, to me, they're iconic. Some pictures. Did you take any photos of you doing that? I don't think so. I, there was nobody to take photos. Like I was <laughs> right on. That's the worst of it. Like someone needs to capture this. Uh, I've seen several of um, Tyrell of, of Bob, you know, the whole oh, show yeah. broke down around him and him having the biggest tattoo booth you've ever seen. You know, like was that, was that 20,000 square feet tattoo floor there you got? Yeah. Um, He's got a headlamp on and like the lights are off and he's still going at it. <laughs> oh, I just got a nice fucking light too, chargeable. I'm excited now. They cut the power on us. We can keep going. Yep, yep. That that was something. What you had, you had the cut power cut on you? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember th those days. I remember like they would have um like one of the first conventions I did. I was getting tattooed as one of the people, which is also a very shitty fucking experience. Like if you're the last person to get tattooed. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they were bringing security by and being like, all right, guys, we got to wrap it up. We're going to, we're going to close it down. And like, I was young, so I didn't really know. And, uh, the tattooer was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes, you know, yeah, I know what 10 minutes means from a tattoo yeah, hours. Like two hours. <laughs> and he was just like, all right, all right. And then, uh, the more time that they would make the loop around to, to tell us to wrap it up, the more people they were bringing with us. And then by the end of it, there was like at least like six, you know, staff members being like, all right, well, we're turning the lights off and boom, boom, boom. That's when, that's when we wrapped it up is like what they, they cut the power and we're like, all right, well, I guess we're done. So we're, and we didn't even have like fucking flashlights on our phone then. Right. Like, this was like, Oh, good. Fucking free all that. Here. And so, guys, like, we, we were using incandescent bulbs when we were still coming to the shows back then. Yeah, bro. It was fucking nuts. I, I've yeah. had them do it at a couple of uh, one of them. They shut down just abruptly. Like, the owner just started running through and being like, it's done. It's done. Fuck yeah. We're done. Go the fuck home. No one likes you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was like seven, eight o'clock on Sunday. And they were just like, oh, nope, boy. done. You guys have one hour to be out. Like, wow um trying to remember there was another one that uh i was at a tattoo convention joshua carlton actually ended up tattooing me there it was in ohio at the 
like O'Hare Arena. I think Soldier Boy was putting on a rap concert next door, and a tornado blew through and took the roof off of the whole event. And so, like, Soldier Boy blew the roof off, or else we did. But it was a small tattoo show. I'm going to say Soldier Boy blew the roof off. Um, And then uh, it was a buddy of mine was doing a portrait of Lyle Tuttle on one of his tattoo artist friend's hands as the roof starts coming off in pieces. (laughs) It's like in the middle, you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is easy. This is great. Take my Spalding and Rogers power supply back to the hotel. Try and set all this stuff up again. You know, back when it was hard. It's kids <laughs> today. I mean, like, I don't, everybody's like, man, everybody's, they, they come along. So, like, honestly, the technology of tattoos has come along and the lack of, uh, of uh, ignorance. Like, there's so much knowledge about your machine, your ink, your needles. You can find it. Oh, and you can absolutely. learn it. Bro, if I, I remember had, the, the mm-hmm. old days of like I had to like talk to fucking Paco Rollins on the telephone just to get a liner <laughs> and a shader. You know what I mean? Right. That ran the way you like wanted a, it. A long conversation. It wasn't anything about tattooing. It was like, you know, about art and things like that. And then finally, toward the end, he'd be like, all right, well, I th- I'm, I'm going to go ahead and check you off in the book that you're cool. So what do you want? Like you, now wow. you just. Wow. How awesome is that? You had to get checked off as cool before you got a machine from Paco Rollins. I mean, Bro. Rollins, it makes sense. But like everyone had those, you know what I mean? Like they all had the same experience. And now it's just like, like you said, it's like that was information that you had to know somebody that would give you the phone. Yeah, could even, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, nah. now it's like, all right, you just go online and you can get the fucking cream of the crop, you know, d- delivered right to your door, which is you know, cool in some aspects, but like a lot of that nostalgia of like knowing who to talk to, to get the things that you wanted. Like that's all, that's all been kind of pushed to the wayside. It's like, we, uh, you'd be lucky to get a fucking cam machine. You know what I mean? Like find that fucking book in the, the, the stack of catalogs at the tattoo shop and spend 50 bucks on a cam machine. But then you're like, I need better gear. I need better equipment. That cam machine. Yeah, dude, if you don't know somebody that builds that shit, like, good luck. Yeah, if you know anything about them, too, like, you, to me, I remember about those machines is you could tell that they were honestly put together by a kid that already lot, he had two or three fingers left from already fucking up on the job, you know? And he's like seven, eight years old. You feel bad about having it in your hand because you're like all the misery and suffering for me to have this cheap, cheap tattoo machine. It was tuned like the backspring would be the thickest backspring ever with the most back pressure ever possible. And that would and then would have a hard front spring, too. So it would even it out and then a really small gap. So you're just like, no, it runs. It will always run. It won't run good. No, won't won't do what you want. But, you know, it will run. I mean, that's tattoo machines in general back in the day. It's like they'll run great for like, you know, six hours. And then the rest of the time of owning that machine is just tinkering with it, trying to get it back to that that blissful six hour tattoo that you did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, 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 oh my, I have a spot on my leg where in frustration, I just started to run because, you know, you, you tune up your machine back then and then you really never know. Right. Until you pull it back up. And almost by that time, you might have forgot how you turned it back up. You know, like, how did I, did I soften the front spring? Did I lengthen it? What did I, you know, and then, um, and then you do your tattoo and you're like, so, so I actually have a spot on my, on my leg. I can see it right now. 
where I ran several bits of ink just in small, you know, like, is that good? Is that like a gray shader? This is back when I was trying to figure out how Tom Renshaw did such awesome portraits and thought that it had to be in the wand that he was using. You know, if I had that Mickey Sharps, that heavy ass Mickey Sharps, I set it up to run like he did, then for sure that would be all of everything's done, right? Everything, yep. That's where the magic came <laughs> Not the way I found. Uh, I've learned a lot. No, since you probably then. just breathed on it a little too hard, and suddenly you had to start from ground zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those things. It, it was tricky. It, just the positioning of your rubber band. He would have his contact screw so barely touching his front spring that if you put your rubber band and put had it going down at all, that would draw away and it would never hit. And that was actually, if you watched Tom Renshaw tattoo back in the day, he would shake his machine before it would start. So he'd step on his foot pedal and then shake his machine to get the armature bar to start going. Because <laughs> it was, as, it was oh, that man. soft. I remember having machines that like it wouldn't start. And so you kind of had to flick that fucking like that back spring, that armature bar just to get it going. I totally forgot. Yeah. What was that from a pitted front and spring where it was welding itself to? We are really talking some geeky shit, right? Now. This is for <laughs> tattoo artists only. You guys, if you want to skip ahead. If you're, if you're the soccer here for the ink master, you might want to skip ahead. A little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was usually from a pitted front spring, right? The, the shit's oh, welding me. itself together. Sure, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure my issues were just from trying to figure it out. That you know, it was, was either like a capacitor that was just about to fucking burn out, or just yeah. me tearing so much that a lot of times it was like the fucking rubber band just melting to the contact screen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um popped a capacitor while tattooing? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! explain the beautiful i mean that's a that's a pop dude that thing goes off right you thought you got I shot remember, i remember like um not really understanding like the whole relationship between it and like that capacitor is just about to burn out and there's like a little short and then mm -hmm. <laughs> like every now and again i started getting wise to it but i didn't figure it out first that like i'd be tattooing somebody like fuck dude that hurts i'm like well yeah it's a tattoo it's like no it's like literally electrocuting me it is literally shocking me <laughs> it was it, you weren't feeling it yourself it was shocking no that. bro we, i that's right when we had like the the bigger grips like like we were starting okay. to come out with those, those rubber fucking disposable yeah, the gorilla glips the dildos yeah. with the hole in them so yeah. i was perfectly grounded but i'd be tattooing these guys and they'd be like ah and i'm like yeah i know like, no i'm getting third degree burns over here <laughs> nah nah you're fine man what are you talking about? Just then pop, that thing popped on you like a firecracker, no? Yeah, it'd be like. I had one, and I used to, I was always good about bagging my machines. One of the best things about me during, I mean, I did so many mistakes coming up as a, as a scratcher and then eventually getting a job at a shop, never having a mentor, all this. I, I had so many mistakes. But one thing I always did uh, that I'm proud of was I was, you know, tried to keep up on my cleanliness. And so I was one of the few people that bagged my machine with a, with a plastic baggie. So I'm tattooing and uh, that thing popped and it was inside of the plastic baggie and all oh, this smoke was stuck in there. It just looked like I was <laughs> holding a smoking and then it started to kind of like, like slowly wopped out. I could make smoke rings with it. Oh, but that's hilarious. Scary <laughs> thing. I thought like, especially with the smoke, I'm just like, and it's kind of loud. It was right in my ear. So my ears are ringing. I'm like, did we get attacked or some shit? Like, 
Is the Cold War popping off? Is that- nah, bro. That's just your cats, bro. Your cats are so good. They're explosive. They're, they're explosive and smoking, man. Yeah, Joe Cap. Uh, no, Joe. Uh, Joe Kaplan machine. East Coast. East Coast Joe. Um. Anyway, at this point that I'm doing this nostalgia, I probably should wrap it up, brother. I appreciate you spending your time with me. Right on. Uh, I like to end this by putting myself on the hot seat a little. Is there any question that you would have for me that would uh, do that? Well, let's see. I don't. I don't really have a question, but I always do enjoy um, when I get to see you because it happens every fucking time that I am at a show with you that I'll run into somebody and the first thing out of their mouth is like it'll be Ink Master related and they'll be like, "Hey, do you know that Kyle Dunbar?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that Kyle Dumb. Every fucking show, it's always the same. It's like, oh wow, you're on Ink Master. Hey, do you know Kyle Dunbar? <laughs> uh, I I love it. I mean, I've, it was it's different for all of us. I was one of the ones really blessed, um, in that they tried to turn the heat up, and even that I responded. I guess the way I did. Sometimes I think I would rather not, but in the end, just like you say, this, this isn't about money. I mean, a hundred thousand would have really helped me save the fucking, the Brady farm, you know, the Brady bunch farm, yeah. uh, yeah. or the civic center, whatever we were saving it for. But in the long run, because of that animosity and whatever, everybody kind of, they, they remember two things from my era of tattooing. That's mystical Mike and me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to work on mystical to own that shit. Oh man, he gave us some of the best fucking content, and he was I, there for I, three episodes, and he's easily as remembered as me from two seasons and a fight with a judge. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, only only brother, if you're listening to that, like fucking, no one's gonna forget. So like, and that's uh, you know what I see for his banner. What's I see, that? I see him like kind of in Jesus Christ robes. Right, simple outline, mostly you know, simple shading. Maybe you could actually color it however, but you see him, Jesus Christ robes, kind of looking up in some of those images, like we see Jesus do, where he's like, Hey, Heavenly Father, or whatever. But he's looking up at a tattoo machine that is floating miraculously above his head, and it has emanating, you know, tattoo style light coming out of it. And it says, I only need one, <laughs> yes, yeah, right, right. Which is hilarious because, like, now I wonder how many machines does he bring with him? But how many does anybody bring? Like, at this point, really, we only need one now. (laughs) Yes. And and we, when we get there, if it broke, we used to keep a backup. You, you would need two or three backups. You would need a backup of every machine you had all the time. And now (laughs) I'm, I'm just wondering if he, like, sits in his booth being like, literally like under his breath just being like you really do only need one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i knew it before the rest of you i'm ahead of, I'm ahead of the curve motherfuckers That's and right. you know what? The, the machine he was using was a hawk yeah so it was it, more in, in that day he was actually i think he made it a little bit of a mistake and just kind of stuck with it because it was already on celluloid you know but he meant to say i only used a seven mag he didn't use any other needles which Honestly, though, is a mistake if you got a hawk anyways. Uh, yeah. Like, why do you have a hawk if you're only going to use a 7 mag? I mean, again, too nerdy for some people listening, perhaps, but it's a type of tattoo machine you can change cartridges with. So. 
And the whole point is, is the 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 one machine that does all of it. So yeah. if you're just going to use one kind of grouping or one machine, then I think know. there's another one that he could do, which would be him laying down on the ground and uh, with his arms and feet kind of out. You know, you see it from the side, and it looks like he's doing a cock push up. And then it could also say, "You only need one." <laughs> okay. All right. Nope. All, All right. right, we start talking about cock push-ups. I, I know that this this might be drawing towards in. <laughs> Brother, I want to really thank you for uh, being a part of this and helping me rape the thing that they've given me yet again. This Ink so, Master thing must go on forever because I'm having way too much fun in my bedroom. And it will. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Thank you so much. Especially, you know, it's not often that you get to talk to somebody that just fucking gets it. So that's... <laughs> on, on every level i fucking love it well that's why we do these conventions as well isn't it yeah yeah because you go there and you're like i feel so out of place when i go to get my tires changed my oil i go to the home depot or the fucking walmart and I feel like everybody looking at me something i don't know it's never felt comfortable i went to my first tattoo convention and i was like look at all these fucking freaks no one is looking at me my people <laughs> there's no way i'm the one standing out of this crowd you know nope. anywhere i go right i can be like back into the side kind of like the nice anonymity you can feel in new york city where you're just like nope no one cares you know like, and, and you, you could be naked you know playing a guitar in the middle of times square that's the thing that you do and that's uh, yeah, normal no that's a yeah. tuesday same thing well at any rate Dude, I love you. Thanks for being a part of this. I look forward Thanks to seeing so you on the road again. What is, Absolutely. let's hit up a couple of things though. Number one, your armrest, where uh, will yeah. the next tattoo convention you'll be selling these at be? Um, I believe uh, on the, the books right now, we'll be doing Flower City in Rochester. Oh, New I will York. see you there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Ghost in Darkness put that on, right? Yeah. Fucking love those guys. Yeah, um, I love those so, I'm excited about that. And then after that, any others you got planned? Um, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm starting to, to make my schedule for next year. Looks like I might be doing Puerto Rico and then it might be starting the whole circuit again in January. However, if you're looking for them, you can go on to Instagram, the pack rat. Um, you can always hit us up there and also true tube tattoo supply uh true tattoo supply um also yeah. carry pack wrap so that's derb morrison's supply company is carrying them now huh? that's awesome and you you putting them in any other supply companies you guys got an exclusivity uh well it, we are just uh we're working on the brand brother you were talking about distribution and i feel like mm -hmm. we kind of hit the gold mine with with uh presenting a a quality product to derb and derb you know agreeing that that it would work um so yeah I think he's a good yep. uh, uh, judge on, on things like that as well because of the position that he's held in every realm of tattooing and supplies. Absolutely. I would agree. So, yeah, right. you well, can find him there. But, um, pack you know, Rat. What's, are you making more? Rat. What are you going to save my life with next? Will you making more of anything for Pack Rat there? You guys just got to keep watching. Like we, um, I got a lot of plans. Me and my my brother, my my co partner, my business partner, we got some big ideas. But we're going to be releasing those probably in the next year. So just Excited. keep an eye out. It's going to blow we'll your do. mind. Blow my mind. I, I can't wait till it's blown. We'll talk to you soon, <laughs> Jack. Take care, right. brother. Bye. Bye.